an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. We must start here with something that was a great, great watch. Uh, I think everybody was watching uh, this this tournament and rooting for Phil Mickelson, wanting Phil Mickelson to be victorious, wanting to be a part of history. Who doesn't like to be a part of history? It's fun. I, I get it. I, I love all that stuff, all right? And I, too, was rooting for Phil Mickelson because it was awesome to see. It was a throwback. It was a vintage performance. Phil Mickelson beating all these other top players in their primes and doing it at 50 years of age, becoming the oldest player in the history of golf to win a major. Phil Mickelson actually talked about it with CBS afterwards. This is just an incredible feeling because I, I just believed th- that it was possible, but yet everything was saying it wasn't. And I, I hope that um, others find that inspiration. It might take a little extra work, a little bit harder effort to maintain uh, physically or maintain the, the skills. But gosh, is it worth it uh, in the end? And I, I'm uh, so appreciative to be holding this Wanamaker trophy. Yeah, and and by the way, the only other person that was more excited than uh, Phil Mickelson was Jim Nance calling the tournament because he realized he was calling a sporting event not next to Tony Romo. So just want to to point that out. I just want to point that out. Jim Nance is probably thinking to himself, man, this is kind of nice being able to call a tournament and not have some guy yell out wrong plays in my ear the entire time. It's kind of a nice feeling. You know, it's kind of kind of a change of pace for Jim Nance. So good for him, good for CBS, and good for Phil Mickelson. Everybody wanted to see him win. There's not a single person alive outside of Brooks Kepka and Brooks Kepka's friends that wanted to see Brooks Kepka win that tournament. I'm not trying to be negative. All right, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. And if you want to give me the whole, oh, my God, it just happened. You know, let us enjoy the moment. Why do you have to go here? First of all, nobody died. Second of all, who cares? All right, let me just say this. It was great for golf. Okay, it was great for golf because we got to see a vintage performance and a well-known, recognizable player uh, dig up some of the great play he had in his prime and do it on a big stage and win a major. So from that standpoint, it was great, and us getting to experience it was great. But how great was it long-term? And I ask that question because think about this, all right? 
if I were to say to you, name the two or three or four most memorable golf moments in the past couple of years, what would your answers be? Tiger Woods winning the Masters, Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship, Tiger versus Phil uh, at the, uh, you know, they had that little uh, challenge or that match play that they did. Uh, then there was Tom Brady against uh, Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson were partnering. Up. Like, you're looking at, at, at all these great moments, and all of them have a similar theme. They're all guys who are either on the later stages of their career or getting ready to say goodbye to their career. And I don't see a lot of great stories and memorable moments from any of the new guys that are on the tour. Any of the younger players on the tour, I don't see it. I don't know if that means that it's a terrible thing for golf moving forward, but all I'm saying is, off the top of your head, think of great, memorable golf moments, and none of them apply to anybody that's on the tour currently that's in their prime. None of them. And the fact that one of the memorable golf moments was Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson teaming up against Tiger Woods and and Peyton Manning, you needed two golfers past their prime and a couple of quarterbacks in their 30s and 40s, and that's the most memorable conversation that we're having about golf. I'm just saying, it was a wonderful experience. It was great to watch. I was rooting for Phil, Phil Mickelson as well, too. But I can't help but think, at some point, you got to turn the page. At some point, there's got to be somebody else that people rally around. And it doesn't feel like golf's got any of that stuff. Dana White has always said this about the UFC. When they ask him, hey, you know, uh, now, that, now that this star here is moving on, who's next? Whether it was Chuck Liddell or Ronda Rousey or Anderson Silva or Conor McGregor. And Dana White's answer is stock. Every single time he gives the same answer. We'll figure it out. Somebody will come along. Somebody will pop up. And every single time it has. Every single time when you think... There's not a star. There's nobody you can rally around. There's nobody there. Every time they've been able to deliver. And in golf, we're just kind of waiting for it. Just think about the great moments. It's all guys who are well into their careers. Sergio Garcia wins for the first time. Why is that a great moment? Because Sergio Garcia has been doing this for a long, long time. And we know who he is. I don't know what's to blame for it. I don't know if it's just that they're not getting the exposure that maybe they need or golf's not as popular as it was back in the day. And maybe, you know, uh, these guys, uh, uh, you know, nobody's got a, uh, got a flaw. Nobody's got an attitude. Look, I like Brooks Kepka. I, I think a guy like Brooks Kepka, you can rally around. I mean, think about this. Brooks Kepka finishes second to Phil Mickelson. Everybody is celebrating Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship. And Brooks Kepka was complaining because he couldn't get through the fans to get to the 18th hole, to get to the final hole, and, and kind of threw out the possibility that somebody might have intentionally hit his knee that he just had surgery on a few months ago. That's something golf needs. All right, you need somebody that's not going to play by the rules. If John Daly could have just figured it out and kept it on, on somewhat of a straight line, John Daly would have been a massive star. He had all the talent. He had all the baggage, everything that would have gone along with it. John Daly would have been awesome for the sport. Would have been great. But it feels like we're just kind of recycling the same names over and over again. And at what point, when those guys move on, where are we at? In the NFL, there was a big concern a couple of years ago. People were talking about, hey, man, you know, uh, 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 Tom Brady's getting up there in years, and Peyton Manning just retired, and Aaron Rodgers is in his 30s, and, you know, Eli Manning's going to be leaving soon, and Ben Roethlisberger's uh, in his 30s, and he doesn't, we don't know how much time he's got left. And what did the NFL do? They rolled out Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, uh, Lamar Jackson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're good here. We're good for the next 10, 12, 15 years. In golf, I don't know that you are. I really don't. So just ask yourself the question. Outside of Tiger Woods winning the Masters a couple of years ago, Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship on Sunday, 
uh, the the match tournament they had, and then the pairing of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and them going at it, and us all getting to watch during COVID when everything else was shut down, and people had already blown through Tiger King four times before they realized I'm getting depressed because I'm looking at a guy who's a meth addict uh, uh, who's got wild animals that bite him from time to time. Like, just think to yourself, what what's what's the moment you look at when it comes to golf, and you go, hey, what are you talking about, man? You're missing. You can't. There's there's nothing there. So it's a, it was a great watch. It was a lot of fun. Uh, people felt like they were really excited just to be allowed outside, and social distancing was completely and totally violated, and I'm okay with it. That's fine. At some point, we got to move on and get back to normal. It was awesome. It was great to watch. Really, really entertaining. I myself, in saying all this, was rooting for Phil Mickelson. I wanted Phil Mickelson to win, and I don't know anybody that was rooting for Brooks Kepka or Louis Ushazen or any of these guys that were a threat come the final couple of days of the tournament. I'm just saying, it feels like we're seeing the same names over and over again. And if you're golf, you got to wonder if moving forward, that's a little bit of an issue. Coming up next, if you had a bad weekend, all right, if you think you had a bad weekend, I have identified the person in sports who had the worst weekend of anybody. And it might surprise you. That's next here on FSR. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
All right, so um, Clay actually had a poll that he sent out. Um, that sounded weird. Uh, that a uh, poll question on Twitter. All right, so get your minds out of the gutter. Uh, I don't need the uh, the savages behind the scenes uh, taking that and cutting it up and then turning that into a bit here on Fox Sports Radio. A poll question. I think you know what I mean, but a poll question that Clay Travis yep. had sent out. Glad and, to hear yeah. you have a firm grasp yeah. on it now. Uh, yeah, I listen. Um, <laughs> I, you like polls. Look, you told me to get a hold of Clay's poll, and I did. And I don't know why we have to turn this into hey, just a, a disgusting uh, – <laughs> A disgusting say. Why can't we just have an adult, mature sports talk radio show? That's all I want to do, Danny. Like that's, and you know me. Like that's, I am, I am clearly above the belt. No pun intended when it comes to my sports talk radio. But Clay had this question that he asked on Twitter, and it was, "Which sporting event have you watched the most this weekend?" And the options were PGA Championship, MLB or college baseball, the NBA playoffs or the NHL playoffs. And right now. The NBA playoffs are dead last. Dead last. The PGA Championship is first, followed by MLB or college baseball, and then the NHL playoffs, and then the NBA playoffs last. So uh, PGA Championship runaway, 60%. Yeah, that's um, and and look, I think a lot of that is is maybe the uh, final day and seeing Phil Mickelson and all that stuff. But Danny, I ask you, uh, which did you watch the most of? Well, Tiger wasn't playing, so I was watching updates of the golf, but I wasn't watching that live. I was actually watching NBA playoffs all weekend, and I watched our Dodgers sweep the hated San Francisco Jesus. Giants. Where's Jeff? He yeah, where's, yeah, where's Jeff Schwartz <laughs> co-hosting when you Where's that him? loser boy at now? <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say, Jeff Schwartz, uh, you know, uh, absent here on the, Fox Sports The reject starting that. pitching of the Giants is finally looking like the back of their baseball cards. <laughs> by, by the way, I had no idea Scott Casimir was still on the Giants or still in the league. <laughs> exactly. I swear to God. I, I, I saw it. I was watching it on Saturday, and I thought, what the hell is this? Like, he's still uh, the unbelievable. But um, I, I watched the NBA playoffs. Maybe I'm in the minority here, but I, I watch majority of the NBA playoffs. I was paying attention to, to the PGA Championship. I watched the final round, a lot of the final round, but majority of the time I watched the NBA playoffs. Um, uh, Dub in Nashville with us here. Dub, what did you watch the most of this weekend? Oh, for me, well, I'm a huge golf nut. So to, for me, it was the PGA. I did watch a little bit of NHL and NBA playoffs sprinkled in in the evening time, but mainly it was uh, the PGA. And so you weren't following along closely uh, with the Dodgers Giants series. Uh, you know, I don't really get into baseball till later on in the summer. Yeah, listen, I, I think that's uh, that's a fair approach. But uh, you know, you got uh, Dodger fans like uh, like Danny and uh, and Roberto who just want to step on throats. They just want to they just want to cause Damn problems, right. and they just and I respect celebrate that. the demise. Yeah, <laughs> listen, it, it's it's the way those guys work. Hey, Jeff uh, had been dishing it all season so far, and of he course had. he's absent today. Of yeah, course. of course he had. Of course. Yeah, he, he 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 gave it to you guys uh, quite a bit. Um, and and in fact, he got upset when I pointed out the fact that the garlic fries at a Giants game are absolutely awful. I, I, I don't I don't know like who's the a-hole who lied and said you got to get the garlic fries. They're known for their garlic fries and then you and then you you get them and they're just terrible. It's like everybody telling you man, you've never had anything until you've had a Chicago dog. You go to Chicago, you're right outside Soldier Field, you find a hot dog cart, you take a bite and it's basically a sewer rat. Yeah, it's, it's 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 atrocious that Chicago dog. Uh, what even the Chicago Dogs fine? I'm just saying when when it's hyped up and it's a giant letdown, it, it makes it even worse. I went to than, K- than Comiskey. Comiskey had a hot dog there. That was trash. They still call it Comiskey. Well, back then it was this was like '05. What is the name of White Sox Stadium? Was it U- uh, I, I U.S. Cellular? The, is it no, U.S. It's Cellular? Not, it's not Why U.S. Cellular. I forgot. We we talked about that recently with Eddie. Yeah. I forgot what, what he he's. I forgot the name of it now. Some... All right. Well, listen, a, a guy who I know. It's was guaranteed on... rate field. <laughs> we'll call it Comiskey. <laughs> uh, we're good here. We'll call it Comiskey. I'm not playing that game. Um, Eddie Garcia, I know you were all over the NBA playoffs as well. Uh, yeah, right? I, I <laughs> did watch one second of that. Uh, <laughs> I did watch every effing hockey game, though. So uh, I, I'll be honest. I didn't even know Phil Mickelson had won until I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> But had I known, I probably would have tuned in. But I just, I, honestly, Jonas, you know me. I'm I'm a huge hockey fan. 
Uh, it's the NFL and hockey for me. So yes. this is my time of the year. I ain't got time for nothing else. Yeah. You know uh, what I'm well, saying? So I, I'm just completely blinders on just one hockey game after another. By the way, in Eddie's defense, all right, I've known Eddie a long time. Eddie, you consistently have not been a fan of the NBA. And, and I think as it's gone on, you've just grown tired of the product. Because th- this is not like just all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm done with the NBA based on whatever fill-in-the-blank reason it is. You've, just, you've not been into the NBA for a long time. No, that's true. I, I was an NBA fan as a kid. I loved Magic Johnson and the Showtime Lakers. But in the 90s, uh, I started watching hockey, and I was like, you know what? This is better than that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, and they go at the same time, so I ain't got time for both. So that was that. Yeah, um, no. I listen. I uh, I enjoyed uh, watching the NBA playoffs. Uh, the PGA Championship was fun. I watched uh, uh, the NHL playoffs. Um, you know, we're not going to talk about the Penguins' uh, last performance. Not even going to talk about that. Uh, you know, goaltending is optional in Pittsburgh, from, uh, apparently. Uh, but we're not even going to get into that. But I just, I here's what I wonder: How much different, Danny? Do you think this poll would have been? Okay, again, poll question. All right, just try and keep it professional here. How much different you think this would have been the results had Phil Mickelson not been in contention late? Because uh, I think that I think that made the difference. I think, and that was my original. I think it, it might have made the difference of having a score of like sixty percent, but yes. it still would have been number one with Clay's audience. Oh, you th- okay? Yeah, because Clay's very anti NBA, especially anti LeBron James. You know, he does follow it a little bit in the playoffs, and he follows it for gambling. But as far as the league and Adam Silver and certain issues with the league, I I think that a lot of Clay's listeners and fans are in line with his thoughts about basketball right now. See, see, but here's the thing. There's also a lot of people that follow Clay because they want to be upset. They want to get frustrated, and they're just waiting for him to say something wrong. There, there's, there's a lot of haters out there, a lot of people who can't stand that somebody else is, is swimming against the current uh, and not following along and, and, and going downhill with everybody else. And so That's they're, true, they're, but, but NBA ratings as a whole have taken a bit of a slide the past few years. Yeah, I agree. load management has been yeah. terrible for the NBA. Well, I, I, just, I, I think when you put a premium on the postseason and winning championships, why should I get excited about it? regular season game seriously and 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 I've, I've been saying this for a couple of years if you're the nba why do you continue to go head-to-head early on with the nfl and expect a result a positive result you're gonna get smashed you're gonna get sm- like a, a preseason games like the the 7-11 bowl is getting better ratings than nba games during college football like i, I don't know why they would expect anything else uh, other than those results but uh nonetheless uh, the pga championship uh with a 60 percent clip uh on clay's poll uh take clay's poll question all right again his poll question uh, this is just landmines and tripwires here you guys did this intentionally just so we could end our one and i could look like some sort of a sex addict and i don't find it i don't find it funny at all i don't find any comedy in it whatsoever but i do find comedy in how bad some teams look we'll get to it next this is outkick the coverage with clay travis What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you can get your podcast. Jonas Knox in for Clay Travis, taking you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, A busy weekend in the world of sports. Congratulations to Phil Mickelson, the oldest player ever to win a major championship. He wins the PGA Championship uh, at Kiowa Island in South Carolina. Uh, My old stomping ground, South Carolina back in the day. Good to see the uh, Palmettos out and, uh, and everything. 
and all the fans there. Uh, also, uh, Brooks Kepka alleging uh, he might have uh, maybe potentially gotten in, uh, uh, hit in the knees uh, while he was trying to get to the final hole. So all of that stuff. But congratulations uh, to Phil Mickelson. That was the big story uh, from the weekend in the world of sports for a lot of people. And then for some other people, you know, the big story was these NBA playoff games. And I've noticed a, a theme here. Depending on who you're a fan of, there's a theme, especially after one game in the playoffs. And the theme is, if you're concerned but you don't really want to show concern, eh, it's just one game. Don't worry about it. It's just one game. It happens. It's a long series. And I get all that. We've seen a lot of teams lose the first game of a series and then come back and, and, and be in total control. You want to go on the biggest stage, you can go all the way to uh, Sixers, Lakers in the finals. Allen Iverson hits that dagger, steps over the corpse of Ty Lue, and then uh, the Philadelphia 76ers proceed to win the game only to get dismantled the, ne- the rest of the series. We've seen it. All right, I can remember a couple of years ago, Orlando beat Toronto in game one of the playoffs. And then Toronto went on to win the NBA Finals. So we've seen this stuff. We've seen teams throughout the course of history lose the first game and be fine. It's one of the things that the NBA has going for them. It's the advantage. They have margin for error. You can lose one game in the NBA playoffs. Hell, you can lose three games and your season's not over. You don't get that in some other sports like the NFL. So in the NBA, there's some wiggle room. You can lose a game. You can even get blown out. Not a big deal. It's just one game. But then there are some of these situations in which it's not just one game. It's over. You could tell early on, there's just this is a bad matchup. Be concerned because this is how this series is going to go moving forward. So I thought, why don't we do this? Why don't we go through every single series in the NBA playoffs? We're all one game into them, and we will ask the question, is it just one game or is it over? Is there cause for concern? And we will do so with the man with one of the great set of radio pipes in the history of radio, the great Danny G. Why, thank you, Jonas. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We'll start with Saturday's action. Is it just one game or is it over? The Bucks, they saw uh, Middleton drain that game winner, game winning overtime shot there, 109 to 107. Is it just one game for the Heat or is it over? No, it's just one game. The Miami Heat will always be a pain in the ass. They're, they're that team, and I was trying to think about a comp to the Miami Heat, a team to where it doesn't matter whether or not they're legitimate title contenders, whether or not they've got superstar players. When you see them on the schedule, you just know this is going to be a problem. And I was trying to think of the NFL equivalent to it, and, and I think they're the Baltimore Ravens. Doesn't it seem like the Ravens are always an issue? Like, when you see them, it's never just an easy game. There's never just a year you look at it and go, man, I'd love to play the Ravens. They just feel like they figure it out, and they figure it out at the right time. It's why they've been one of the more successful franchises over the past several years. So I think it's just one game. I think this is going to be a really fun series. I think Miami's a problem no matter where they are. For Sports Cliche 101, they are a scrappy bunch. Damn right. (laughs) All right, uh. And a lot of us smiling in the studios here because of Ben Maller. And it's not that we hate the Clippers. We hate his fandom for the Clippers. They got smacked around by Luka on Saturday. 113 to 103 as Luka dropped 31 on the Zippers. Should they be worried? Is it just one game or is it over? Hold on a second. The Zippers? Yeah, because they've won Zip. Okay, very good. All right, there he is. What a class act, that Danny G. And just you. stepping on more graves <laughs> here. Uh, I'm going to say it's just one game. I will say it's just one game because, first of all, I, I was seeing reports that Luca and Kristaps uh, Porzingis don't even like each other. And by the way, is Kristaps Porzingis losing weight? Like, he looks skinnier than normal. Like, I, w- I was making the point this week, he looks like a pool noodle. 
Like he, look, he literally looks like he's thinner than, than back when he was playing uh, when he first got into the league with the New York Knicks and everyone said, oh, my God, his frame, he can't hold up. But never mind all that. I think the Clippers are going to figure this thing out. And I'll be honest with you, the Clippers have to figure this thing out because I picked them to win the title in my uh, Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge. All right, so the Clippers have to win or else I'm going to get murdered on social media. So I'm going to go with it's just one game. Yeah, and on that Bracket Challenge, it looks like you cheated off of Ben Maller's page. Look, man, uh, uh, overnight radio hosts think alike. What do you want from me? You know, when, when, look, when you do a show constantly and the streetlights are on every <laughs> single time you talk into a mic, I mean, you, you deal with weird people and it does weird things to your mind. I don't know what to tell you. Let's move over to one of the favorites, the Nets. They did what we thought they would. They beat the Celtics 104-93. Harden dropped 21-9-8. Is this over for the Celtics or is it just one game? Yeah, you can go ahead and start printing the toe tags. That's a wrap. Um, they were up against it, and they played well. The Celtics have been sort of uh, hot and cold all season. They're the they're the epitome of a 500 basketball team because they would go on a three-game stretch and look great, and then they lose three in a row. They'd come up with a big win against one of the top teams in the league, and then they'd lose to a bottom feeder the next night out or the next game out. They're the epitome of a 500 team. They played as well as you could. They got contributions from some other guys. Jason Tatum uh, is always a threat, but if they get more than one game, I would consider it a success. The Nets didn't even look great and still came away with a double-digit win. I think this is over and the Nets are moving on. All right, and finally from Saturday, the Trailblazers stay hot. Dame, Oakland's finest with 34 points. Uh, The Joker looked good. He stayed in his MVP form with 34 points and 16 boards. But uh, the Nuggets lost to the Blazers 123 to 109. Is it just one game for the Nuggets or is this over? I think it's over, man. I really do. I I just... Really? Yeah, there's something about this Blazers team and Dame Lillard. And I think he was talking about, like, one of the problems with them is that they would first of all defense is always is always an issue but one one of the points that he made was it feels like a more mature team almost like they're they're ready for this moment they're ready to be here just to see the way that game played out Jamal Murray, I think, is really the loss of Jamal Murray, I think, is going to really show its head in the postseason. And I think this is a problem for Denver. I think they're in trouble. I think Portland's going to get hot. And Portland's one of those teams you don't want to deal with. Dame Lillard, he gets hot. And and it's a major issue for a lot of people. I think Denver's in trouble. I think Portland's going to win this series. All right, let's move over to Sunday's action. Early, the only surprise here was that Embiid wasn't the high scorer. Tobias Harris was for the 76ers as they beat the Wizards 125 to 118. Is this just one game for the Wizards and their fans, or is it over? No, nah, it's over. Listen, it, it, it's it's done. It's a wrap. Uh, I love Bradley Beal. Uh, he's had an awesome year. Um, Russell Westbrook's always fun to watch, and you're never quite sure what the hell you're going to get with him in the postseason. But Philadelphia is just a better team. Yeah, There's and Beal was on. He had 33 yes. and 10. I want to say he's he, Beal is awesome. And I think what, what did he average this year? Was it he was over a 30 point a game score? I think he was right behind Steph Curry in the in the scoring title. Um, I love Bradley Beal. Awesome year. I I just think it's done. I think they waited too long to get hot. They did figure it out late in the season. Because you remember, there was a lot of conversations about the Lakers trading for Beal. Like, the, the, the Wizards, they were out of it. Why are you going to keep your star? Why are you going to hold them hostage? Get something for them. And then they started to figure it out and play well. Unfortunately, I think it's too little, too late. And the 76ers were great from start to finish. And I think it's over for Washington. Philly's moving on. All right, let's just rip the Band-Aid off here and get this one over with. LeBron had 18 points and seven rebounds. Devin Booker was the star yesterday with 34 points. 99 to 90, the Suns walk away with game one. Is it just one game for the Lakers or should Laker fans be worried because it's over? Well, listen, um, you know, LeBron James violated uh, NBA protocols by being at a tequila party uh, last week. Uh, And the good news is he won't have to worry about violating NBA protocols for much longer because it's over. Oh, shut your Uh, mouth. This is over. This is a wrap. Close the coffin on the Los Angeles Lakers. This is a problem. Okay, Mallard Jr. Look, I I did not. I did not say that the Lakers would win. No, I'm telling you, man. You watch that game, LeBron's nowhere close to 100%. 
Like, it's not even, and I'm not trying to make excuses for the guys. It's it's clear he's nowhere close to 100%. Anthony Davis, you can't count on him. And if you don't have both of those guys playing really, really well, who's the third option? It just, it feels like this team, whether it's exhausting or, or exhaustion based on last year, it just doesn't look good. And the Suns just come at you in waves. And I looked at that game yesterday and I said, man, I, I don't think they're getting out of this series. I really don't. I think the bigger issue right now is the Lakers coaching because Drummond clogs the lane and you saw AD sitting out there taking long jump shots and a lot of iso ball. That is not the way to go for the Lakers. So I would get Anthony Davis underneath the, the rim and 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 get the Lakers yeah. running. That's the way they, they're going to beat the Suns. We'll see if they make I, I would, some adjustments going into game two. I Fine. totally agree. I, I would have LeBron at the one, Anthony Davis yes. at the five. Yeah. Literally, Him like at the four guys, is, is yeah. whack. Yeah, I, I totally agree. All right, let's go to Jason Smith's Knicks. Oh, it was heartbreak there. It was heartbreak at the Garden as uh, they were giving it to Trey Young all game long. Well, Trey Young hit that floater to win the game 107 to 105. Is it just one game or is it over for Jason Smith and his fellow New York Knicks fans? Yeah. Um, find yourself a Euro cart or a gyro cart where they serve street meat on the uh, streets of Manhattan uh, and go get you a couple Knicks fans because that is a wrap. Uh, this series is over. And look, Charles Barkley said it best after the game, and I was thinking the same thing watching it. When you're watching that game, it was obvious the Hawks just had better players. They just, had, they just had better players. It's a great story. I love the story of the Knicks. I love that they're back. I said it earlier. It was great watching playoff basketball. But it just feels like when the Hawks want to get a basket, they're going to get a basket. Like, if, if they want to get a basket, it's going to happen. And the Knicks were awesome defensively. But at some point, you have to acknowledge better players by and large win especially in the nba i think the hawks have better players great story love that it's happening um you know it's i mean it's a little a little ironic that uh, all of a sudden fans are uh, are allowed back inside madison square garden now, i don't know if the timing has anything to do with it but it feels like you know it's, it's weird that all of a sudden everybody is we're good now we don't have to socially distance right around playoff time when they can make some money but never mind i'm not trying to start any controversies here but it just i, I watch that game i go atlanta's got better players the knicks are a great story but i think it's done i think atlanta's winning this series all right and finally maybe the biggest surprise of the nba weekend dylan brooks 31 and 7 leading memphis past the highly favored utah jazz 112 to 109 is this just one game for the jazz or is it over it kind of seems funny to ask that question uh, this is the i mean a lot one. of people had the warriors in not I the know. grizzlies to begin with i know this is the toughest one because when mitchell missed a playoff game so you you know they're gonna do whatever they can to try and get him out there it's the playoffs so you don't mess around with this stuff the fact that he wasn't good enough to go in a playoff game tells me the injury is 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 at least severe enough that there was they, they, he just couldn't get out. He, it wasn't happening. And the fact that it's not happening at the most important game of the season, unless they look at this and go, we're so much better than Memphis that we can afford to give up one if we lose, and then we can try. I, I don't know why you want to play that game, especially when you get to the postseason. But I'm going to go with it's. I'm going to say it's just one game, but this is the one that I have the most difficult time determining because I watched last night, and without Donovan Mitchell, it's clear that there's a mismatch there, and Memphis was having their way at times with them. And, and I just I want to see how Donovan Mitchell looks because the fact that he missed a playoff game, the fact that he missed a playoff game at home after they were sitting around and, and you saw Memphis come out and do what they did, that tells me this injury is more significant. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm assuming he will be back. I'm not totally comfort, comfortable or confident in this pick, but I'm just going to say it's one game now out of respect because they did have the best record in the NBA. And I'll go with that. And by the way, how fun is it to watch Ja Morant play? Oh One of the God. best young superstars coming up in the league. Every time he flies around the rim, he reminds me of like a young Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. No, that's and, – and also, I, I was thinking – people were upset that the Warriors didn't make it into the playoffs. And they said, oh, great. Now you're not going to get to see Steph Curry in the postseason. 
it's not the worst thing in the world. At, at some point, just like golf, you got to introduce new stars. I think John Morant's going to play for an audience he never had before. He never had this audience before, and I think people are getting to see how much fun that guy is to watch. He's awesome. Uh, all right, Jonas Knox in for Clay Travis. Uh, this is Outkick, the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Coming up next, some comments by a quarterback in the NFL. But the real story is what is happening behind the scenes with maybe their best player. We'll have that for you next year on FSR. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. So the um, Deshaun Watson conversation is starting to gain a little bit of uh, momentum. They're starting to pick up some steam here. So uh, the latest, and, and this is my point, I don't think, at the very least, I think Deshaun Watson's going to get suspended six games. I think that's happening. Now, they're waiting to get all this stuff figured out and sorted out um, after the season. That That is the, that is the goal, uh, or that's the timeline right now when the deposition is done with, um, the witnesses, uh, or the uh, accusers, rather, have, uh, have spoken and given their side and all that. Um, Deshaun Watson posting a workout video recently like there's there's that stuff that is happening uh, and and it feels like when you see the workout video that Deshaun Watson's getting ready to play a season my thought on it is this I don't believe that Deshaun Watson if they go all the way through with this meaning if there's no settlement and they are maintaining he and Rusty Harden are maintaining that he is innocent and they want to prove his innocence I don't see how the NFL lets this hang over anybody's head, and I don't see how the NFL lets this just sit there and float out there and and be a part of the conversation, and they just allow Deshaun Watson to go back to the field. I, 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 re- I don't see how that happens. 
I don't think the NFL is going to want to deal with the PR hit and the blowback they're going to get. So if Deshaun Watson wants to go all the way through with this, then I think he's not playing this season. That That's where I'm at. If there's a settlement before, I think the NFL is going to step in. If they, And look, you can settle this at any time. Like, it could be settled today. It could be settled tomorrow, next week. Like, if it gets settled pretty quickly here, then I think that Deshaun Watson, at the very least, is going to get popped for six games. I think he'll be available for 11 of the 17 games. Uh, quick reminder, we are up to a 17-game season, just for everybody out there. But I think he's going to get popped at least somewhat. But if he goes through with this, if he's demanding and 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 they want to make sure that they're proving his innocence and they don't like the, the hit he's taken to his reputation, and if he is innocent, absolutely that's what he should do. I don't think he's playing this year because I don't think the NFL is going to let him play with all this stuff hanging out there and then look bad after the fact, much like they did, whether it was the Ray Rice situation, Adrian Peterson, you name it, all the other issues the NFL has had when it comes to punishing players based on evidence that they have or situations that are still hanging around as a cloud hanging over the season, and that would be a bad one for Deshaun Watson. Here's the other aspect of this. So he did want to trade, I mean, he did want to leave the Houston Texans, right? He, he, he wanted out. He did not want to be with the Houston Texans. He did not want to be there anymore. Um, according to Matt Lombardo of Fansided, he reported this a couple of days ago that there is a trade market for, uh, for Deshaun Watson. Uh, in talking to league executives, they've told him the Raiders, Washington, and Miami are all potential trade destinations for Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson is still pushing for this, if he's still pushing to be traded, he's got a lot of balls, man. He's got a lot of balls. Because the first time he came around and was talking about trading or wanting to be traded from the Houston Texans, I was in the minority on this. I thought Deshaun Watson was totally out of line. Totally out of line. Because People people think, and, and, and this is how this, this works, because after, there are so many kiss-asses in the media that they just want to buddy up to these players, and they just want to buddy up hoping that they're going to come on a podcast, or when they see them at Radio Row in the Super Bowl, they can get a picture with them, and they'll get a follow-back on InstaFace or whatever they call it. Like this, this, is, this is how this whole thing works. And so there was this race to defend Deshaun Watson, that he had been wronged by the Houston Texans, that the Texans had wronged him, which was complete and total crap. Complete crap. Well, they traded away his number one wide receiver. They traded away DeAndre Hopkins. And what did he do afterwards? He signed a contract extension there. Yeah, but the organization is so dysfunctional. It's Jack Easterby, and it was Bill O'Brien, and it was... Dude, after he signed the contract, he was in tears, and he thanked Bill O'Brien, he thanked the McNair family, and he thanked Jack Easterby. In tears. The only difference between then and now is Deshaun Watson was on a bad football team, and then he wanted out. He was bailing on the team. He was quitting on the team. If Bill O'Brien was the problem and they got rid of Bill O'Brien, what do we? What, what's the issue here? Well, they haven't done enough to surround him with, with good. They're a dysfunctional organization. Man, there are dysfunctional organizations, and then there are dysfunctional organizations. The Texans are not dysfunctional, all right? Like, there are much worse organizations out there. They, they've been division champs, I think, for the last six years or something like that. Like, you could argue they've been one of the more consistent organizations in the NFL. So when that whole story came out, I was totally totally on the side of the Houston Texans. I thought Deshaun Watson was out of line, but majority of the people out there, even some Texans fans, were supporting Deshaun Watson. Like, of course, we're going to be the organization that chases away a franchise quarterback in his prime. Of course, we couldn't find a quarterback for all these years, but we're going to be the team that chases away a franchise quarterback in his prime. If he, after all of this stuff that's come out, still demands a trade, still doesn't want to be a part of the Houston Texans, after I think at the very least everybody can acknowledge there's at least some smoke or or there's at least some fire where there's a little bit of smoke here. I mean, like, look, 22 women have lawsuits against him. 
another 30 or something are also out there. You mean to tell me this guy needed 50-something massage therapists? I mean, look, I got a guy who cuts my hair. He's been cutting my hair for 20 years. That's it. There's been like two other people that have touched my hair since then. One of them was because I moved and was working in South Carolina doing radio. And so I had to find anybody that could cut my hair because I looked like I homeless and probably smelled like it too. So I had to have somebody cut my hair. Like I, I got one guy that cuts my hair. I got, I got a, an old car. It's an 06. I got one mechanic. Like Deshaun Watson, a professional athlete. He's got 50-something massage. It's it's weird. Like, at the very least, I think even if you're a Deshaun Watson supporter, you can acknowledge something's a little off with that. So with all this stuff now out, if he still, still demands a trade, still wants no part of the Houston Texans, I'm telling you, in the court of public opinion, this whole thing's going to start to flip. I, I mean, and if you're a Texans fan... And, and you were a supporter of Deshaun Watson in this whole fight against the Houston Texans and how wrong he'd been, I think you could also acknowledge, upon further review, the fact that this guy can't see that this organization has actually had his back. They've not come out publicly and thrown him under the bus. They, they, they haven't said anything negative about Deshaun Watson. Even with all this stuff out, they haven't said anything negative. If he still comes all the way back around and says, I'm too good for this organization, I'm telling you that's going to be a bad look. Now, there is a team that is rumored to be in the market. In fact, there are three teams that are rumored to be in the market for Deshaun Watson. I can unequivocally tell you which one will not get Deshaun Watson. Absolutely, under no circumstances. And I think this team is just being thrown out there to generate a market for Deshaun Watson. I'll tell you what team that is next here on FSR. Jonas Knox in for Clay Travis here on FSR. Coming up, uh, we'll call it 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. If you wanted proof that uh, there there's a lot of really, really sensitive sports fans out there, and you might be one of them. We will have that proof for you here uh, coming up 15 minutes from now. Very, very strange. I don't, I don't actually get it. I don't know why this is the case, but some people are very, very outraged by just a simple opinion. A simple opinion. And, and for whatever reason, people like to go to nukes. I don't know why. It's very, very, very bizarre, but we will break it down and discuss that 15 minutes from now here on FSR. So on the Deshaun Watson trade front, um, there are, according to Matt Lombardo of Fansided, the Raiders, Washington, and Miami are the teams that are in the market for Deshaun Watson. All right, now, there is one team on that list who absolutely, without a doubt, will not trade for Deshaun Watson. I can assure you. You can just go ahead and cross that team off the list, as a matter of fact. All right, you, you, can, you, can, you can eliminate that team. Now, we will get to uh, that team that we are going to eliminate, but let's first talk about the other two teams that are in the mix for Deshaun Watson. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders. At some point, Derek Carr has got to be looking around going, what the F, man? Like, like, like what the F? Like, like can, can there be a quarterback on the market, and, and can my team just not be interested in that quarterback? I don't think Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but I think he's much better than a lot of people give him credit for. I think he's much better. And you can argue that the issues there with the Raiders have not been what's on offense as much as the issues are on defense. Their defense has been a disaster. And this is now going into, what, year four of John Gruden? And it just feels like really, really slow progress. So if the defense makes a leap, if the defense makes a jump, I think he got the quarterback to win some games. Darren Waller is, has been an outstanding find. So I, I look at I look at Derek Carr and I go, you could do worse at quarterback, all right? Like that's why when the when the discussion was being had about potential destinations for Aaron Rodgers, the team that made more sense than the Denver Broncos, who have been the favorite majority of the time, 
is the Las Vegas Raiders because at least you would be getting back a quarterback. If you didn't feel like Jordan Love was ready to go, Derek Carr can step in and be a quality quarterback in that division. And in fact, I would say you bring in Derek Carr to that NFC North and you've got the best quarterback of the division. I think he's better than Kirk Cousins. Uh, I, I think he's better than Jared Goff. And I think he'd be better than whoever the Bears rolled out. Uh, at this point, uh, Mike Tomzak's stunt double. I have no idea what they're going to do a quarterback. But I think Derek Carr would be the best quarterback in that division. So it always made more sense to me that Green Bay would want to do a deal. If they didn't feel Jordan Love was ready, what quarterback could you get in return that would be the stopgap before Jordan Love? Derek Carr would have made the most sense. So I'm surprised that the Raiders are still out there. But if they feel like... They can make this work with Deshaun Watson. The Raiders are a team that's been rumored. The Miami Dolphins, the situation with Tua has been bizarre from the get-go. It's just, it's just been bizarre from the get-go. And Tua is kind of in a similar spot as, as Derek Carr is, except for the fact that Derek Carr has actually gotten an opportunity to, you know, not get benched when his team is trailing on the road in his first season. The Brian Flores handling of Tua Tagovailoa, people can say, oh, it's unique. It's a different approach. I think it's terrible. You got a rookie quarterback, and twice in his rookie season, you benched him when they were trailing on the road. How the hell do you expect that guy to learn from that? Like, how do you expect him to just all of a sudden be okay when you've got him on a platoon? Hey, you're good enough to start the game. You're good enough to be in the lineup during the game. But the second we're trailing on the road, we don't trust you to be able to figure it out. You either have a quarterback or you don't. And I don't know the, 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 the decision, the planning there. So it's not surprising to me that Deshaun Watson would be rumored to go to the Miami Dolphins. I know that was a destination he was interested in when the trade rumors first started. But it's not surprising to me based on how Brian Flores handled Tua in his first year. The team that you can unequivocally cross off the list that's going to make a move for Deshaun Watson is the Washington football team. It's laughable that this team would be thrown out, that this team would be thrown out there as a potential destination for Deshaun Watson, and here's why. You think after all of their issues with female employees, with, with the cheerleaders, with all the other stuff that's come out regarding that organization and their structure and the things that went on behind the scenes, you think that they would then go out and trade for a guy who's got 50-plus massage therapists and 22 of them who have lawsuits against him? You, you, you think that's happening? You think they want to deal with that PR blowback? They can't even get a name right. It's year two of the football team. They can't even decide on a name because they don't know whether to take a crap or wind their watch. They're, they have no idea what to do because every single time they make a move, it ends up in a PR disaster. You think the Washington football team, with all their history of female employees and issues that they have had, and, and all the you think that they would make a move for Deshaun Watson? It's laughable that they're even on the list. Like you can it's not happening at all. At the very least, this is a bad look for Deshaun Watson. At the very least, he will never be looked at the same again. There are going to be people who will never look at him the same again. Same with Ben Roethlisberger and same with a lot of athletes who go down this road. He's never going to get looked at again. If the Washington football team, based on all their issues they had, go out and make a move and pursue Deshaun Watson, the amount of heat that they will catch will be unlimited because of how poorly they read the room. So when I see that Washington is even rumored here, the first thing I thought of was, oh, well, that's not real. 
That's just them. that's just somebody trying to stir up some trade interest. That's not happening. He would be a significant upgrade at the position for that organization. But based on the history of that organization, I can assure you Washington is not making a move for Deshaun Watson. Jonas Knox in for Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Coming up next, uh, very very strange behavior. Uh, some would say over-the-top behavior by some very, very sensitive fan bases in the world of sports. I'll tell you why next here on FSR. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. 